Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mighty or 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaiian Sports Radio Network, 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by Armani Buckets and Brendan Deutsch. How are we doing? I want to know how you guys are doing because last night's game, I mean... It's a roller coaster. <laughs> it was a roller coaster. It was just straight like no, a downhill roller coaster. They played well in the first half. Okay. Well, they just didn't it shoot. It was close. It was close in the first half. There's a... Okay. <laughs> We're going to get did, into this. Did the train go off the rails? Yes, it did. But was it at least a little bit close in the first half? Single digits. That's but all it was one for. of those single digits where you're like, oh, they're lucky to be down by seven. I agree. It feels like it's 15. What I had to remind myself, and folks, we had this amazing text change, and when you talk about going off the rails, sometimes that text change <laughs> goes off the rails too. Well, I'll, uh, I'll take a break and I'll come back and it's like 60 missed messages. <laughs> But here's the thing. You're going up against the Golden State Warriors. And so so, so, sometimes you have to remind yourself while you're watching a team that's not going to probably make the playoffs or going to be in a play-in game, going up against the defending world champions and the prohibitive favorites to win the whole thing. Listen, I'm not a crazy Lakers fan. I have no delusions of grandeur. I'm not expecting this team to win a championship. So when they're down by 9 points, 10 points to the Warriors... That's fine. Now, listen, when it turns into 25, 28 points, then that, that's a problem. But listen, I mean, that, that, that was a close game, and they came, they tried to come back. They try to come back, and if they were going up against a team that did not have Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, maybe they do come back. But listen, I mean, I, I, that, that wasn't the worst loss in the world. Nobody, nobody here, nobody outside, nobody, but like even hardcore Laker fans didn't expect to win last night. Yeah. Um, look, it's one of these things where I feel like a lot of the Lakers Twitter is overreacting. Um, you know, obviously not to the Genie and, and Palenka thing. They didn't do a good job filling out this roster. We all know that, right? Yeah. Defense looked bad for all the, quote, defensive guys they got yesterday in the in the last three quarters. The yeah. first quarter, they were fine defensively. Um Shooting, they have no shooting, and it wasn't on Westbrook. They've tried to make the Westbrook the scapegoat for so long. They meaning like Lakers Twitter and these what I call the delusional Laker fans. Those are the bi, the you know the people that are the the bipolar ones that are one time oh we're the best team in the world oh we suck fire everybody you know that type of Twitter. I'm more even keel when it comes to this. I didn't have many expectations going into this game from from the perspective of watching like every every little thing that happened in this game. Westbrook was really good and. For people to say after that game, the biggest takeaway, trade Westbrook in two picks for shooting. It's like, dude, like, no, wait. People need to be patient. They need to be patient. Yes, this team doesn't have shooting. Is it going to be a problem in the next three months? Absolutely. But if they can be 500 at the trade deadline when they can get rid of Westbrook, and if Westbrook continues to play like this, they might not even have to give up a pick for Buddy Heald. You know what I'm saying? But and what I, does the season look like at that point? Like, if I you think wait it'll be the, fine. This is the fine? defending champs. They're going to win no, games. No. LeBron looked good. Davis looked really agile for the first time in a long time, although his jumper was a little bit whack. I think the shooting will be better. I think you've, you know, Kendrick Nunn's a really good shooter. I think he'll be better. I think Patrick Beverly, he only made one three, right? I mean, he'll be better from three. He's a 38% career shooter. What's going to have to happen is 
the guys look that game's much closer if Matt Ryan comes in and actually hits threes, right? He was Which literally the only reason that they signed exactly, him. and he was one for six from three, right? So <laughs> you can't be one. Like, for, that's the only reason you're right? on the team. And LeBron couldn't hit hit the broadside of a barn in the first half. You know, he yeah. was good in the second half. He finally hit some threes, some shots, but like. The, from my takeaway from that game, they only lost by what, 14, 13? They were down 25 in the third quarter, and yeah. it's the same issue. Why is it in the third quarter? They're not old anymore. Can't have that excuse. They're not that old. Third quarter, they just let teams just have it. They went on them. this amazing run where it was like a 13 to 2 run, but they were still down by 16. I mean, that shows you how far exactly. you were behind. Well, let me see if I can uh, get the tech uh, figured out here and play for you guys a uh, quote from LeBron James because here's the thing. Well, let me. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, let's see if I can do this. And if it doesn't, I'll, uh, I will try to re. I think, um, Here we go. But it also could be teams giving us great looks. All right. I think we're getting great looks. I think, um, but it also could be teams giving us great looks. I mean, if you be completely honest, we're not a team that's constructed of, of great shooting. And that's just the, the truth of the matter is, it's not like, you know, we're sitting here with uh, a lot of lasers on our team. So, you know, but that doesn't deter us from still trying to get great shots. And when we get those opportunities, you take them. But we're not sitting here with a bunch of 40 plus career three point shooting guys. I mean, it, just, it looked like a football team, you know, if, like, you know, if you had a football analogy and you had a bunch of guys that was underneath route runners and you wonder why the quarterback is not throwing 20 plus uh, you know, passes down the field. Okay. You know, that's, that's how the team was constructed. So that don't mean you can't win. Brady did it. All right, so here's the problem with that. I mean, he's effectively saying this team is not constructed in a manner that serves us right now because we don't have any shooting. So Rob Palinka, listen, uh, his hands were tied somewhat. I do believe that he did what he could with what he had. But my goodness, Kendrick Perkins had a tweak, right? Yeah. One of the worst constructed teams of all. You have the entire offseason, and this is the garbage that you run out, and I couldn't help but think of what you said. Who is the third best player on this team? And I think it'll be a committee. I think some nights it'll be Kendrick, like Kendrick Nunn. Nunn. Yeah. Some nights it'll be Westbrook. Well, it'll be, I think it'll probably be Schroeder when he comes back. Oh, man. But you're talking about two guys that are gone for a month. When they say Westbrook, okay. And by the way, when Westbrook. they do come back. Schroeder and Brian gone for the first month of the season. Brian is not a good basketball NBA okay. player. But when when they come back, I bet you, and I hope I'm wrong, I bet you none is out, or I bet you Walker is 100%. out. Or, so it's it's well, just going to be I mean, a think about rotating. it. All the pro- like, Yes, look, we can look at this from many different perspectives. What impressed me, one of the only positives I take away from this Lakers game, is that they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn from three, and they still scored 106 points against the best defense in the NBA, right? So that's a positive. They were still getting buckets inside. Like, they they weren't out of, completely out of the game. And what I like to see is when they were down 25, they showed some heart. That's something they didn't do last year. They tried to come back. That's true. They got it within 10, and then it was like, oh, well, then the wheels fell off, right? So Like, I the mean, bar is so low. Where I know, team, but where I like, I'm like, yes, they but, came back but, and they fought hard. And I actually, I, I'm not saying that you're yeah. wrong. But at the end of the day, they still lost by what? Yeah, but 14, 15, Exactly. 16. But what needs to happen is, I think, look, I've never thought I'd say this, 
But did you see that run they had when Westbrook was just going to the rim and going crazy? They kind of need to just let Westbrook like just be Westbrook in the first half and like let set the tone. It's crazy as it sounds. Like he looked really good yesterday. And you can't sit here and say after that game that Westbrook trading Westbrook is the best move right now because it's simply not. They kind of need him right now. Here's the problem with this team. A year ago, and again, a year ago they were the favorites. It was them and the Nets, and we know how that all turned out. They're the. the the, the schedule they had at the beginning of the season was so easy. And I think people knew that that, that season was headed nowhere fast because they were a, a 500 team. Let me just run through their schedule real quick. And this is why this is going to be a problem. They might be improved. They might not be as bad as we think. And it though. may not matter. But here's why. So they just lost the first game of the year to the Warriors. Game two, Clippers. Loss. Game three, Portland. Win. Uh, Denver. Loss. Loss. Timberwolves win. No, 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 no. Win. Trust me. Right. Beverly's going to get him a win. It's at Denver and um, and that Minnesota. Lost. They'll still win. Okay. No, they'll win. Home against the Nuggets. Loss. Loss. Home against the Pelicans. Win. Loss. Home against the Jazz. Win. Home, uh. home against Cleveland. Loss. Uh. Going on the road to play Utah. Win. Uh. And then they play, they play the Clippers. And I win. The Clippers home win. I don't feel safe calling any game for this Laker team a yeah. win. We saw what they looked like last oh God, season dude. early on. They lost to Oklahoma Armand. City. Oh, that Armand. was the worst. Come on, bro. You're over. They're, they played the best okay. team in the NBA. It's literally, I, I understand the Warriors thing, and they're amazing, and they're incredible, but this Lakers roster, I've never seen so many people ready to just fire off tweets in a first oh, yeah. half. Everybody well, was... But that's our, that's our fan fruit. base. It's that's our fan base. With the Lakers, the Lakers so. are not fighting the win and loss column. They are fighting for the fact that they are incompetent. They're trying yeah. to show some competence. Yeah. And in game one, they showed the exact opposite of that. Their roster has constructed, again, who is their third through fifth best player and how does that the Warriors can't even find minutes for Moses Moody he would arguably be the Lakers third best player James Wiseman arguably would be the Lakers third best player you go down the list of any good team in the Western Conference you can do the same experience. Dude, KCP would be their third KCP why do we ever get, when they won the championship why do we ever trade KCP I don't know That's, that, that, that whole guy, trade was a that disaster. guy literally played for the Lakers with an, like an ankle monitor yeah. on. <laughs> he's a winner and he dominated <laughs> with an ankle monitor on. He gave his heart and soul to the organization, and then they traded him for nothing. KCP, Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell. For Westbrook. Westbrook and at Westbrook. the time, look, Westbrook no. was 24, I, 10, and 10, but still, yeah. and he's still a decent player, but he's their third best player. But what it did is you lost shooting there. They never really got it back. They tried to just get shooters last year, and they didn't have defense. I'll give them credit. Their defense is going to be better. We saw that in the first quarter. It will be. But what they need is Man, if I'm on, if I'm Rob Palenka, I'll send Max Christie, was it Cole Swatter, one of those guys, Pippen Jr. to the G League, and I'll call up Carmelo at this point. Yeah. I hate to say it, they need <laughs> shooting. Call Carmelo up. I know he doesn't play a lick of defense, but man, they need some, Wayne Ellington. This is where we're at. Call him up. Okay, so you probably remember this, Arash. We were probably 30, it was like 19 and 19 last year, mm -hmm. and I was sitting in that chair across from you, yeah. right there, and I said, I still think this team can compete for a title. Up until the end, you uh, thought that they had a until, chance. Well, they were 19 certain, and 19, yeah. and I still exactly. thought it was realistic. Okay. The problem, that's halfway through a season. The problem is this year, and again, 
expectations are different, but they are literally fighting for their lives after game one. And I don't think How that so? that was it's game because one. the relevancy thing, the incompetence thing, you can't be the Lakers and be the laughing stock of the NBA. But that's NBA Twitter, and it's low hanging fruit because if you knock the Lakers, it's like, no, oh, but they yes, literally they are it. the laughing stock of the NBA. Rob Palinka yeah. just had arguably well, the worst offseason yes, imaginable, yes. and he got a contract extension. Well, that okay, is okay, yeah. okay, but I agree with Rob in waiting to trade Westbrook to the deadline because teams are going to tank. And the Lakers but can't tank. But here's the thing. Okay, everybody's saying teams are going to tank, but then who's going to be the buyers on the market? Pacers, if, Hornets. Uh, they'll either get Rozier or Heald and Turner at the but, deadline. But you don't want to do that because this team sucks and nothing <laughs> that you can do. Why? Because think about you're this. Not at the deadline, you're not going to give up two picks at the deadline. You'll give up one and it'll be protected. Because Westbrook well, will that, have a good first that half. That changes things. Should, but, I mean, Westbrook could be an all-star. Oh God. No, 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 no. It's no, possible. No, 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 if no. they let him, if they let him, Here's I, I never last, thought I'd say yeah. that. I never thought I'd say that. Here's why last year's 19 and 19 was worse. It was who they played. You know, they, they lost to the Thunder. They, they, they played well, the Rockies. Wait, the, the well, wait, but this is why I'm not, I'm having the mentality you have with the Rams, where, the, again, they lost that first game of the year, but it was close in the first half, and I, I really like the Bills. I think that they're going to win the whole thing this year, so I'm not going to go crazy off of one game. But you know what I'm going to say with the Rams. They're the defending champs. They what? have earned that right. 100%. Well, with the Lakers. The Lakers are the defending well, champs. Well, they're not the defending champs. <laughs> they won just two years ago, and I still think that that means something. Now, that the, they got rid of 90% of the team, which is a problem. But the thing about this team that, again, they're not going to win the championship. So I agree with you on that front where, like, listen, let's not give up two first-round picks for a team that's, again, what's their ceiling? If they made the heel-turner trade tonight. Forget the ceiling, though. What is the goal? Of this season is it to be I think the goal is to show that they are not a clown show that is that should be the goal if you're Rob Palenka just you're compete Bus, compete and, compete yeah. and show that you're run at least competently and wherever that yeah. takes you so here's the you thing. live with your it. goal and again this is not the goal of the crazy Laker fans out there your goal is really to make the playoffs and here's why if you make the playoffs and you're healthy a huge if I get that but play along LeBron James in the playoffs, historically speaking, they do pretty well. And if he has a potential top 10 player alongside him, again, come playoff time, you don't need a deep team. You don't need a 12 deep team. If you've got six guys who can play, you're good. Now, Dude, do, you know do, what they, do they have six? I don't know. You know what they need? I, you know what Darvin Ham He needs to watch some Dan Campbell tape. And just <laughs> literally. <laughs> that is what they need. Just like, uh, you, what's that line? We can't say it on radio, but that line, you know, in Hard Knocks, where it doesn't matter what we have, basically, I'll paraphrase. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go out there and, you know, beat them up. Yeah. Like, they need that. I didn't see that, that until the fourth no. quarter. I didn't see it until the fourth quarter. But I, I, I will really stress during these first two games of the season, and it may be harder in the second game because it's against the Clippers and it's a, it's a home they're game. They're going to lose that game. Let's be real. But like, <laughs> I have no expectations that they're going to be in the same class as those two teams. The best case ceiling for this team is the sixth seed. That's the best could case. Could be of. the five if they get yeah. a shooter. But like, but I'm not, they're not in the same case. class. Well, they're, they're just going to make the playoffs. They're not in the plan. They're not worse than last season. I, 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 I will guarantee oh, you that. I will guarantee no, you that. No, they, they won't be worse they than won't last be worse season. Than Absolutely last season. not. I, Absolutely I, not. I have you both on record for yes. that. And you know By how way, I low think. Low freaking bar there. I mean, that's a very low I bar. I think they'll win 34 games, Armand. All they need to do is Wait, win more than 33. What did you see last night that made you think that they're the worst team in the league? They have no talent. Their talent is laughable. What are you talking about? LeBron and Davis. 
besides LeBron and Davis and Westbrook, the talent is really is lacking. Westbrook not a top fifty player right now? I don't know. I have to see a larger sample size. I was impressed. He impressed last me. Night. Okay. I like, dude. He's I'm the all, third best player. I'm like, all like, in on Westbrook right now. We can Westbrook stop right with this, uh, you know, revolving well, door. He's hey, let's third stop best making him the scapegoat. He played well. Yeah. we wouldn't even be in that game yesterday if it wasn't for him. I hate to say and it. By like, the way, like everyone wants to pick on him so quickly. It's like he said he's not used to coming off the bench. It's normal. Of course, he's not. For the past 14 years, he's he's been the guy, or like the, you know, the guy with KD, like. Yeah, it, it takes time to get used to that. So, I mean, this idea, like, everyone wants to pick at, like, and he makes it very simple for people to pick at him because he shows up to the post-game press conferences and he's wearing glasses and he's not looking at reporters in the eye and he's very combative. He's been through a lot, and I'm not trying to make, like, excuses for him. He's not the problem. There's a lot of problems with this team. It's shooting. He may be one of them kind of down the line. He's not the number one problem. It's shooting. And I think what we're realizing is last year he wasn't the problem. It was defense. 100%. <laughs> they had no when defense. you lose by 50 points, when you lose by 30 points, when you're down by 20 points in the first quarter, first quarter, it's not one guy's problem. I, I, I could I could not agree more. I could not agree more. But I wanted to ask you guys. I know we're going to talk about the Lakers. I really wanted to ask you guys this, right? Because we saw in the ALCS, it's going to be Yankees, Astros, the two best teams in the American League play each other. But in the National League, in the NLCS, it's the two, quote, worst teams from record-wise that made the playoffs, Phillies versus Padres, no. that are playing. Is there a discrepancy in, in like, did the Dodgers just not show up? Or, like, what happened? Because the two best teams in the American League made yeah. it to the CS. It was weird how that happened in those two leagues because I was really hoping it would happen across the board and Major League Baseball would come back and say, okay, we, we got to re-look at this format, make the division series a seven-game series. You'll have some upsets, but not this crazy amount you know, listen, I'm, I I don't love that the Dodgers are out, the Braves are out, the Mets are out, the Cardinals are out. I mean, like, like my biggest takeaway from all that, there's no reason to play 162 games if you're going to boil it down to a three-game wild card, a five-game division series. It's a crapshoot at that point. So, you know, kudos to the Yankees and Houston. But in my view, th- these aren't the t- top two teams. The Phillies and the, the Padres finished 22 games behind the Dodgers. And listen, if you're a Padres fan out there, you can say, listen, we we won. We're the best team. That's true. The fact of the matter is you played 162 games. They had a better series. Games, better series. And so I, I don't love that about the format, but it is what it is. And the Padres find themselves in a one-hole hole right now. But yeah. I was listening to Ryan Russillo, actually, yeah. and, and Bill Simmons, and they were talking about what about a potential, like, how about if San Diego gets the first two games at home and then the Dodgers get the next three at home? So the, the That's interesting. Like, trying to make it so that the team that, That's you know, a better home field advantage. But then again, don't you kind of need the first two games at home? Don't you earn yeah, that? You don't want exactly. to start on the road. Yeah. The, the solution is a seven-game series. I agree. That's what I would say. Yeah. If you lose in a seven-game series, you lose. The problem with the five-game series in the format that they have is, is, is if the road team steals one, just one game, you can close it out on your home field is what, is what the Padres did. So they found a way to, to win one of the first two. Closed it out at home. I didn't get to ask you, by the way. Did you think that the Dodgers were going to down two to one? Did yeah. you think that they were going to win the series still? Not that yeah. it matters. No, but, okay. you know, because they, they've done it historically. They yeah. did it last year against the Giants. They did it before that against Washington. Even in the year in the COVID year against the Braves, they were down three one in that series. So they, they've they've 
found a way to come back and win. I just never thought that the bats would fall asleep that poor. I mean, they, they, they ne- never hit in that series. So obviously kind of jumping all over the place yeah. here, but they already announced Dave Roberts coming back. Yeah. Job security is stable. Rob Palenka, right? <laughs> yeah. Gets the four-year extension. That's Gets so, the, but the timing do you of that think was so bad. Jeannie can just, you know, eat the salary and then pay him to go away if, you know, worst Jeannie, case Jeannie scenario. Sell is, the he's, team. he's effectively part of the family now. And the, a little bit with Dave Roberts, it's not a, a normal situation. Dave is doing what he's told to do. And so if you're, if you're Friedman... If you're going to fire Dave Roberts for doing what you told him to do, then you might as well fire yourself, which is obviously not g- g- going to happen. Jeannie and Rob are, are extremely close. Jeannie, Linda, Kurt, Rob. Oh, I my mean, God. That, that, Stop that, listening to Kurt and Linda. Well, I'm, I'm just sorry. saying that so, they are very close. So it's like it, it, it's, he's an extension of the family. I know fans don't want to hear that. But unless Rob decides, like Magic, Magic was never going to get fired. Oh, Magic had to make the decision on his own to just quit without telling anybody. That's what's going to happen. And so, you know, the, the problem here with a lot of fans out there who want to see Rob Polinka go, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And, um, and again, by the way, let's see how the season plays out. I'm not saying that they're going to be a championship team. They're not. They're not going to be the worst team in the league. But we'll talk about that somewhere. Let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend Grant Mona. When we return on the Mighty or 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Rosh Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mighty or 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Sporting Tribune guest hotline right now and join our good friend Grant Mona. Grant, how are you? Oh my God! There's helicopters above me. Like, I don't know what's going on here, but uh, we watched an amazing Lakers Warriors game last night. Um, it was good to see the ring ceremony. Um, it's great to have basketball back, um, but you know the Lakers got a lot to work on. So uh, I'm just glad basketball season's back. You know the Dodgers let me down, so now I'm looking forward to the Clippers and looking forward to the Lakers and looking forward to this season getting underway. Graham, before we talk about the new season that is here for the Lakers, uh, put a bow on what happened with the Dodgers. I was down there in San Diego seeing one of the worst collapses in baseball history. Certainly, I, I think the worst collapse in Dodgers history when you talk about 111 wins, losing three straight to the Padres, who finished 22 games behind the Dodgers. Uh, I, I, I still can't believe that it happened, Graham. I, I still can't believe that, that, that the Dodgers are not at least in the championship series. Your thoughts? Yeah, you know, it, just from the top down, you know, like Andrew Friedman said yesterday, it was an organizational failure. I mean, there, there's absolutely no, I mean, it, the fans should be outraged at this. You know, I, I am outraged, but I'm also, you know, being a Dodger fan for, for this last decade and seeing how great the teams have been and then the, the 
postseason failures in, in years past, like we all know that they've you know come short. They came short in 2019. They were short last year when they had Scherzer and Bueller and Kershaw. Actually, Kershaw was hurt, but they had you know all these acquisitions last year and they fell short. Um, 2017, they fell short. Obviously, the Astros had the cheating scandal, but in 2018, they fell short in the World Series. We've had our fair share of Dodgers postseason losses, but this one definitely takes the cake. I mean, this was the most franchise, the, the most wins in franchise history. First of all, 111. You have a 20 plus game lead on the team that you're playing in the first round. Uh, you have, you know, essentially a healthy lineup. You know, you're not healthy in the pitching staff, but you're healthy. You know in their offense and they just don't get it done. It's it just, it's inexcusable from the top down to have a team that was this good in the regular season, beating the Padres who they lost to. They won the season series by a very large margin and to have their offense collapse. And it wasn't even just, you know, the guys at the bottom, you know, sometimes teams, you know, the guys at the bottom don't produce. It was the guys at the top that didn't really produce. Mookie Betts had what, two, three hits in the series. Um, you know, Will Smith didn't look that great. Trey Turner had a few big home runs, but his defense was not that great. He wasn't clutch with runners in scoring position. Freddie Freeman came alive in the last couple of games, but in the first few, he wasn't productive as well. Those are your three big-time money guys that need to produce, and they did not when it mattered. And that's, I don't know what you can pin it on. I don't think you can really pin it on Dave Roberts because Dave Roberts goes out there and makes the lineup and he sets the rotations. Yes, he puts guys into the bullpen and whatever, but you can't blame it on him for doing all that stuff. I mean, he's not the one up there hitting. He's not the one pitching out there. He's the one that's setting the lineup for those guys to produce. And they just did not produce. I don't know if it comes from a top. I don't know if something happened in the clubhouse, but it is certainly inexcusable. And the fans have every right to be mad. I mean, we have every right to, I mean, you know, the fans are the ones that generate this out. We go and buy tickets to see this team play and for them to perform and for them to buy these players. And when they don't, it is an organizational failure. Andrew Freeman did hit it right on the head. It's just so unfortunate because, you know, I definitely think they could have beat the Phillies. The Phillies have a great pitching staff and all, you know, all kudos to them and all kudos to the Padres. But the Dodgers definitely could have had an easier path to the World Series, which is probably the most frustrating thing as a fan. Grant, what what do you want to see with this Dodger team roster-wise this offseason? What kind of moves do you want to see them make? Well, you know, there, there's a lot of directions you could go. You know, you could just run it back and get, you know, sign everyone back and say, okay, let's do it again. But I don't think that's what they should do. They have a lot of salary coming off. Bellinger's going into arbitration. They may not even pick him up again. Um, you know, you have other guys that are going to be off the books. So, you know, you have Trey Turner, who was an integral part of that offense throughout the regular season, and he was a, you know, probably one of the best shortstops in the league. You, you have him going as a free agent, and he said he likes the East Coast. So, and, you know, he didn't sign an extension. I don't know if they offered him one, but it seems like he's kind of got his mind made up to go somewhere else. You know, you could throw money at him. There are reports of throwing money at, at Aaron Judge, which seems kind of ridiculous, but, you know, it, just, it seems like Aaron Judge is going to go back to the Yankees. You know, there's there's good arms on, on, on the market as well. DeGrom, um, you have Rodon coming off of the books for the Giants. He had an option, a one-and-one. One. So there are options to improve the roster. And, you know, people are saying, okay, well, we're, we're going to get healthy. We're going to get healthy. But Walker Buehler isn't even going to be ready until maybe October, maybe if that, um, to pitch. So you got to understand, like, there's a lot of ifs going into next season. It, you know, it, you can say, oh, yeah, you have, you have, you know, Mookie Betts, you have Freddie Freeman, you have you know, all these guys that are locked in. But you also do have a lot of questions. You know, Cody Bellinger, 
Um, you know, if, if Trey Turner leaves, who do you go to after that? There's Xander Bogart, there's Danny Swanson that you can pick up. They have a lot of money to throw around. It's just a matter of fact of what are they going to focus on? What should they focus on? Probably the bullpen, because we saw that the Padres bullpen absolutely annihilated the Dodgers offense, and that was crucial. That was extremely crucial, and that's kind of a reason why the Dodgers lineup didn't really do that well. So um, I think they should focus on the pen, get some great arms, some formidable arms at the back end to, to kind of solidify that pen. The starting pitching was excellent in the regular season. It, Tyler Anderson was great in game four. I mean, Urias and, and, and Kershaw, three in runs each, not horrible. It's just the offense. You know, I, I don't know what you can do. Tell them to be better. I'm not really sure what you could do with that top three to, to get them back in gear. Maybe have a different philosophy, hit the ball on the ground more, play more small ball. But those guys are certified superstars, so you can't really tell them to do that. It's, it's a tough spot for the Dodgers. All right, Grant, we did this yesterday, but I wanted to get your take on the season MVP, Rookie of the Year, and your championship, um, your finals matchup, and who wins. Oh, ooh, man. See, it, it's hard to do this this year because there's so much talent. There's so many great teams. Um, my MVP, I think Luca actually wins it this year. I know we talk about Luca not winning it every year. We well, actually, they always predict him to win, and Vegas always has him as, as the favorite to win the MVP, but he never comes through. I think this year he actually gets it done because, you know, I, I think that with that team that they put forward, he's going to have a lot more opportunities for assists. Um, in that system, he's, you know, they just went to the Western Conference Finals. I think that, you know, uh, I think that Luke is going to really take the cake there. Um, and then, you know, rookie of the year, that's a tough one, man. <laughs> I, I really don't know. Um, you know, and then, uh, you know, you have all these other awards. I mean, it, it's just so tough. It's so tough in the league. To, to make these distinctions and uh, I, I just I, I'm really up in the air about it. I'm, I'm really not sure I can't really make I can't give you a prediction right now I, for MVP I, I can do that but everything else has kind of got to fall in place alright now let me ask you this I, I'm for rookie of the year I know you probably would go with Keegan Murray that's who what my pick was yeah um, or yeah, Jaden I, Ivey I guess I could but um, I wanted to ask you who's going to surprise people this year and take a huge leap um, for like maybe most improved player that's a, you know, my, my initial one was Jonathan Kaminga just because I saw what he had the potential to do last year and they didn't really play him because, you know, he wasn't really good defensively and he was still very young. I was going to say him, but I, I got to say someone on the Kings. I, you know, I, I, I really, maybe De'Aaron Fox takes and you know, De'Aaron Fox taking a leap is, you know, crazy because he had a great year last year. But I think that that team is really built on defense and I think that De'Aaron Fox can have a, another towards being a, a, an even better superstar. I think that that Kings team is kind of being slept on. They, they played really good in the preseason. Obviously, you know, like you said, Keegan Murray's awesome. Um, he's probably my favorite rookie right now. And, you know, amongst everybody, a lot of, it was a good rookie class, but I really like Keegan Murray. But, you know, I think that, that De'Aaron Fox can take that extra step with shooting-wise, shooting a three. Um, I think defensively he's going to be a little bit more locked in. So, yeah, De'Aaron Fox is, is really good. He was really good last year. He was really good the year before. But I think taking that extra leap to get them into that playoff contention and, you know, play, I say playoff contention, play-in contention. I don't think they'll be a playoff team. But I think they'll be a playing team. I think somebody on that Kings team is, is going to be worthy of that MIP. 
Uh, Grant, I hate to bury the lead, but we got to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. First game of the season. Me and Brandon are of the mindset. Listen, first game of the year. They're going up against the defending champions and perhaps the favorites to to win this year. Um, Listen, they're probably going to lose as well to your Clippers. But this (laughs) this team is not as bad as they look. They're they're beginning the season against the two best teams, in my view, in the league. Let's play this out. Let's see how they look against the rest of the league. But again, your thoughts on that first game? Well, you know, every everyone's going to take this game and they're going to run with it. You know, they're, they're going to see that one air ball from Westbrook. They're going to see bad shooting, you know, from the perimeter, from the Lakers. And they're going to say, okay, well, it's over. You know, we already have memes of people putting the Lakers are eliminated from the playoffs already, which is absolutely ridiculous. We got to, this is a team, you know, LeBron said it last night. He said, you know, this is a team that we're not going to see it right away. If it's a team that's going to have to build, it's going to have to, you know, find itself, find its true identity. And look, you know, Arash, like you said, the defense was actually really good. It, they impressed me a little more than I thought. They were in that game for the first half and even some into the third quarter. Then obviously the third quarter Warriors took over. They're insane when they get going in the third quarter and then into the fourth. But that Lakers team hung around pretty well, you know, and, and they were missing Schroeder. They were missing Thomas Bryant. And I know people are going to say, oh, Schroeder and Thomas Bryant, that's what you have. Those are actually key role pieces that, that are going to contribute this year. And they're, they're missing Troy Brown Jr. So you have guys that are out still, and they kind of hung around those Warriors. Look, Anthony Davis looked amazing. 26.6 rebounds, I think, two block, two or four blocks. He looked absolutely, he looked like bubble AD again. And, you know, they're going to need that AD if they want to compete. And look, I said before, they're probably going to be a top seven seed. I was actually very impressed with their defense. Patrick Beverly picked up four early fouls, so it kind of took him out of the game. But when he got back in, he was causing havoc on the defensive end, getting loose balls, um, you know, getting guys out in transition, feeding the ball to LeBron in transition. Um, you know, I just think for them, they have to establish that identity. Okay, what kind of team are we going to be? I think right now they're going to be a defensive team. And you know, like we've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks, their, their three-point shooting is not great. It's not great. But they're young, and they're very defensive. I even liked what I saw from JTA. Yeah, he missed some threes, but his defensive ability, his ability to switch on to guys, his hustle, that's what that team's identity has to be. And I think that with that, they can be a top seven seed. They, that, they have the potential to be. A lot of people are writing them off already. They, they got to gel first. And even Russell Westbrook, he had, a, what, 11 points? You know, he had a double-double, I think. You know, he looked decent yeah he had that one air ball he had a couple turnovers but he looked insanely better than what you know if you're telling me last year calendar year last year like he would look like this i'd take that as a laker fan honestly because even if you bring him off the bench and he gives you those kinds of numbers that's going to be fine for them they just got to get guys back they got to gel it's not going to be a thing that happens right away they're going to have to take time and i do think that they'll be a playoff team i think people are just overreacting like they always do after the first game yeah, and Grant, to add on to that, I was very impressed with Russell Westbrook yesterday. I think he kept them in the game a lot of the time. Meanwhile, like you mentioned, people on Twitter are like, you have to trade him for shooters. That's like maybe the last guy I'd trade besides LeBron and AD right now. I know he's really their only trade piece, and they should wait to the deadline so they have some leverage. But what does it tell you that he was able to get to the rim with ease? He was able to get rebounds. I know he missed a cut, that air ball, whatever. People are going to talk about that. But he had some really good plays yesterday. His defense wasn't as bad as people think. Yeah, he he really wasn't as bad as, as I thought. He still, you know, what I really noticed was, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, he lost his athleticism. He did it. He looked very explosive, looked very fast, like he could get to the rim. 
Now, finishing at the rim, he looked a lot better than he did last year. I remember last year, he would blow a lot of layups. He would blow a lot of dunks. Um, he actually looked pretty decent finishing at the rim. He would get to the rim. He would finish high over guys. Um, you know, he was grabbing a lot of off, uh, a lot of defensive rebounds, creating a, you know, before that air ball, he created two opportunities for the offense to get points again. And, you know, that's obviously going to go, you know, unnoticed because people focus on the air ball, but, um, he's creating opportunities. He's, he's hustling. Um, you know, he's giving it his all, you know, we, we, that's all you, you can ask for as a Laker fan is for him to give it his all. At least. You know, a lot of Laker fans are already writing him off. Like, let's give him a chance. Look at his stat line. It really wasn't that bad. You know, comparatively to, to what we expect from him this year, that was really wasn't that bad. I mean, and he's, he's a guy that's, I, I think with those two guys with AD and LeBron, they kind of staggered him. They kind of took LeBron out, had Westbrook run with AD who Brennan, you and I know him and AD work really well together with LeBron off the floor. We see, we saw it live last year. He actually works pretty well without LeBron on the floor. So staggering them actually worked a little bit because now you get, you know, you have Westbrook with the ball in his hands and you get that pick and roll threat and that lob threat with AD. It kind of works pretty well if you stagger them. Now, with them all together, it's still going to be kind of clustered. There's still going to be spacing issues. But, you know, if they stagger them and kind of use them as it's kind of a bench roll, but he's still starting, you know, running with that second unit with Kendrick Nunn and with Reeves, I kind of like Westbrook in that fit a little bit more. All right, Grant. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I've heard what you've said. I've heard what Arash has said. I've heard what Brandon said. I would like to do a group experiment here if we could. I'm going to name sure. a team and we say either that team is better or Lakers. Is that, is that possible? Okay. Warriors. Perfect. Perfect. Golden State. Oh, Warriors. Okay. Warriors. Um, Clippers. Clippers. Memphis. Memphis. Denver. Denver. Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, I'm not really bought in on the Gobert Towns thing, but I'm still going to say Minnesota because they have Anthony Edwards and Carl Towns. So, yeah. Pelicans. Pelicans for sure. They're a dark horse this year. Phoenix. Phoenix. Okay. <laughs> oh, man, da- we're getting down there. Dallas. <laughs> we're getting down there. Dallas. That's eight. <laughs> That's eight right there. Yeah. So, uh, okay. And then and we can keep going. Sacramento. Uh, they're better than Sacramento right Portland. now. They're better than Portland. Okay, so right right around there. That's what I and I'm assuming that you agree, yeah. Rush. Yeah. Right around yeah, there. That's, they're better than yeah. the Kings as of right now, but the Kings could be a sleeper and be better than Again, them. preseason is what it is, but But uh, Armand's saying, Oh, the Jazz are gonna beat him. Come on, the Jazz aren't beating I anybody. Know. I think like, this dude. Lakers team is atrocious. I think you're wrong. They're going to be you're wrong. I can't wait till Westbrook proves you wrong and wins oh, finals man. MVP. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Someone someone put it like a bet down like a uh, hundred dollars for Westbrook to win Finals MVP this year. It would yeah. pay out to be like tw- like two hundred thousand dollars. Odds or so. <laughs> yeah, Grant, what do you want to see from them against the Clippers tomorrow night? What what signs of positivity do we need to see from this Lakers team to at least give me uh, maybe more optimism? Uh, just better shoot. I mean, better not better shooting, but just don't take those three. Like you don't have to take threes. I know this is a three point league now and whatever. But they took way too many threes. I know they like they were open a lot, but that doesn't mean you have to shoot them. If you're a bad shooting team, which they are right now, they could obviously get better. You don't take the threes. You you and the same thing with Anthony Davis. I, I was you know I, I commented on Ryan Ward's uh, Instagram yesterday because he was talking about AD. And he was saying like, well, what does AD have to do? I said he's got to be dominant inside. You got to like he is so lethal inside. You saw it yesterday. He's so great inside. He dominates in you know down low. 
that, you know, he was taking a bunch of perimeter shots. He was taking threes. Yes, he's, he's gotten to be a little bit better with that three-point shot. He was really bad last year. But I'd like to see Anthony Davis establish himself inside. You're going to be playing Zubat, and then you're going to be playing a small ball lineup because the Clippers don't have a backup center. So Anthony Davis could feast in that second when that second unit comes in on Robert Covington, on Batum. I think I want to see Anthony Davis be more aggressive inside because you saw what he did last night. When he gets down there, he's pretty agile. He's pretty offensively gifted. Um, you know, and the Lakers in general, if you can't shoot right now, do not shoot the three. I know they're enticing you to do it, but get get inside, get to the paint. That's why, you know, I mentioned on the show a couple weeks ago, Westbrook, he wasn't taking the three. He was taking it and immediately driving in and immediately becoming that kind of like Bruce Brown role. And then all of a sudden, game one starts and he's just not doing that anymore. He's taking jumpers, he's taking threes. You know, I, I just, I don't understand. They got to get back to that. Got They got to get back to dominating inside. And I don't know why they didn't play Damian Jones, because Damian Jones is actually pretty good, and you kind of would have been useful yesterday. I don't know why they didn't play him, but they got to get him involved too, because he's a good shot blocker. Um, he's a good lob threat next to AD. So, and especially against the Clippers small ball lineup, I think that'll work. One more for you, Grant. Uh, USC had their chance to beat Utah. I think we, we all were very nervous about that game. Uh, losing on a you know, two-point conversion, oh. poor clock management at the end of that game. Listen, they can still run the table. I do believe they put themselves in a hole where the college football playoff is probably not within reach. But your thoughts on no. USC? Yeah, it's, oh, man, it was such a tough loss. I'm still – that and the Dodgers are just really in my head right now. They're, 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 doing, they're swimming in my head right now. I, I don't know what's going on. But, uh, yeah, USC, a tough loss. The two-point conversion actually really shocked me. I – I, I was really surprised that, that Utah went for that there at the end to, to win the game. But you know, you, you gave Caleb Williams, you know, at what forty five seconds to go down the field. It's still a tough ask, you know, especially in Utah. Um, but you know, the fact that they they lost by a point. You know, we we say oh they lost. You know, the college football run the, the college football playoff runs over, but they lost by a point to a very good Utah team. And you know, they still have an elite offense. Their defense has to get better. And they avoided major injuries. Addison's better now. Um, and their linebacker, they both avoided major injuries. So that's actually really good. They might even play next week, which is actually a, a sigh of relief because I actually thought Addison had a very serious injury. He's an integral part of that offense. Their offense is going to be perfectly fine the rest of the way. And you gotta, you, now you kind of got to look at other teams. You got to look at, okay. Grant, so real quick, play real quick. I'm so sorry to cut you off. <laughs> we were kind of up against the clock, and this was my bad oh, for not no giving you a heads up. We will have you on again next week, my man. You are the best. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.